the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Some refer to as president. Others refer to as usurper. I just refer to him as what he is. Feeble fascist. Incompetent. Dimwitted. Is at it again with an executive order. Now, here's the thing about executive orders. They were never intended to tether the public purse to ridiculousness. That's not the goal. That's not what they were ever supposed to be used for. I feel that 90% of them are unconstitutional. And I felt this way. When Donald Trump did it, I felt this way when Barack Obama did it, and I really felt this way when George W. Bush did it. I think that this this particular loophole, as I know is the government's favorite word, this loophole in this spending and ridiculousness has changed the course of America never for the better, never, ever for the better, unless they're used to rip out previous ones. So the next president, God willing, will not be part of the Fourth Reich. He will not be a fascist and he will not be wearing diapers. Hopefully we'll write the first one on the first day that says everything this idiot before me signed is ripped out of the law and ripped out of American history. Because the idea that the American people sit by, well, Joe Biden, dimwit that he is, changes one of the staples of what Americanism is, our freedom, our mobility, our choice. Electric vehicles suck. They always did. They're a scam. The damage they do to the earth in creating their little batteries is far more devastating to the earth than pulling oil out that the earth makes naturally. Far, far worse. They're destroying lands throughout the world. Mainly they keep it in third world foreign countries, which is fine with me because I don't want to see that here in my country. But what you're what you're now signed up for is not just to pay what they say is sixty five billion dollars, which will really total two hundred billion by by even just warm estimates, friendly estimates of having the car market turn over 50, 50 percent of it to the electric vehicles, 50 percent. of it. Now, this is sold on a day where I, I was kind of happy today because I learned that one of the labor mafia bosses Fitting the part as if he was cast right out of Los Angeles, Trumpka, the big fat slop. He's not with us anymore. He's gone. But the policies he did to damage my America, to damage capitalism, will live on for as long as we have Democrat politicians in office. Because he is the picture of fraud and corruption. What he knew is he had to buy off politicians that would make law to keep his outdated, inadequate underproducing union and their members. Sorry, fellas, just the way it is. But you'll have to forgive me. I worked in a union. I know how it goes the first day. Ho, 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 kid. What are you doing? Take it easy. We got break coming up. You don't want to get done on this job. So that's what the unions really are, although they're sold as this utopia that gave you the weekend. Sure, they did. So what he did is uh, he knew that in order to stay in business, because he was losing business year in and year out, Unions prior to Barack Obama were on their derriere. About 6% of the free market workforce was unions. They only survived and thrived where there was no competition in municipal work. And that was their hub. So he bought all the politicians, just like in The Godfather. He had them in in his pocket like little chicklets. And they wrote laws to keep them in business. Well, Joe Biden was in. On the fix in the 70s. And he's back to tell you exactly who this is for. This is not for the American consumer. 
This is not for the American people. This is not even because this product has a demand. This is strictly to pay off the unions that put him in office. That's exactly what this is. Lift up American auto workers and strengthen and strengthen the American leadership in the world in the clean car technology, trucks, and, and not just cars, but trucks as well and buses. You know, that's why today I'm signing an executive order setting out a target of 50 percent of all passenger vehicles sold by 2030 will be electric and set into motion an all out effort. Now, the odds of this feeble fascist seeing 2030 are slim, but 2030 is right around the corner, right around the corner. So what you're talking about is a change of everything, mainly a change of of these so-called big three who are actually very little when you unwind public subsidies to these three failed companies. And I know we're still pretending that it's 1911 and these companies produce and actually make money. They don't. You subsidize them. And in order to sell their product, they have to give you 0% financing for 8,700 months so that they can get suckers to go in there and sign that paper. They cannot compete in a free market. And they should have went either by the wayside or been redeveloped by actual capitalists who demanded good product for cheap costs. But in the meantime, we've been subsidizing the so-called big three for at least 70 years. And it's going to continue. And this time you're going to pay to retool them because that's what's in this boondoggle. And that's what's left off of the $65 billion they already calculate. Folks, um, uh, let, let, let me now turn to today's events. event. Brilliant. I want to thank Bernie for the introduction and for being part of the best auto workers in the world. Thank you, Ray Curry, president of UAW. If you're here, Ray, I was in with you. Good to see you, pal. Yeah, pay off, And I also baby. want to thank the leaders of the big three companies for being here today. Mary Barra, Barra, she General Motors. She, I want to tell you, I think she's one of the reasons we're here today. We had a long discussion on. A- and just to remind you who this is, GM was put in a political apparatchik, a, a, a communist Obama sycophant. After GM should have went bankrupt in '09, they then became a quasi-government company. They still could never produce. They could never exist a day without subsidies and benefits from the government. It is the definition of corporatism. And this entire industry now, the electric vehicle, it isn't because you want it. It exists because you're forced to pay for it. This is the true definition of fascism and corporatism and corruption. And now he's going to give the big payoff to the most corrupt institution, the labor mafia unions. That's what this is all about. So he can, the next time Democrats run, they can get the 99% of those dues that wouldn't even exist if the body politic, all of us, weren't paying for it in fraud. Zoom call with a bunch of labor leaders and other uh, other major business leaders. And uh, she made a commitment and she's keeping it. Thank you very much, Madam Chair. Jim Farley of Ford. And by the way, my dad is in the automobile business. He sold Fords for a while, but mostly general. Now we're going to talk about the car salesman father again. He was selling buggies and whips. But here's the thing. He's talking to Ford. I want you to pay attention to the car he's excited about. Now he's talking to Ford. He already introduced GM. Now we're on the Ford. Those projects, uh, 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 the products. But you see that sucker over there? Zero to 60 in 4.1 seconds. It's all electric. I tell you what, and I want to say publicly, I have a commitment from Mary when they make the first electric Corvette, I get to drive it. (laughs) Right, Mary? Wrong company, stupid. But why should that stop you? Because in the meantime, the only company now I I had a gripe. I still have a gripe against Tesla. It would not exist if it wasn't for tax credits somehow or another through the green Nazi movement, the eco Nazis. They managed to have the government give tax benefits to people who have been buying Teslas since they were introduced. However, I will say this. The R&D for Tesla, the putting the, the, the company together to create Tesla, although he signed an agreement with Maserati, he did this through private money. Tesla did not come about because of public money. Now, did car sales happen because it was subsidized? The answer is yes. But it it wasn't created with government money. And guess who wasn't invited? Mr. Secretary, uh, there's one uh, car manufacturer that seems conspicuously absent uh, from this event today, and that is Tesla. 
And I'm curious why. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, uh, what I know is that uh, you're seeing so many leaders in industry. Uh, you got newer companies uh, and you've got, uh, you know, the legacy companies. So this is what we rail about. This is the word that I use often. It's called corporatism. This is not capitalism. These companies have an allegiance now to the government. They could not exist without government. They are here to simply squeeze out a company that really could exist without government. Tesla is a very well-known name, although I don't agree with it. The 2% of electric vehicles, they make up half of those. Now, that's a company that wasn't subsidized by you. All of these other companies are subsidized by you. You're paying for all of it. And at the end of the day, once you're forced to buy one of these junks, one of these union-made junks, when you plug that sucker into the wall, guess what it's using? You guessed it, coal and oil and natural gas, that's fine. But the policies by these same fascists, these economic illiterates, most in diapers, most feeble, has now gone up considerably since he's been in office. And I want you to remember, this is on top of the four days after he was sworn in. You spent $44 million in buying government cars the year after you bought new ones. They cannot waste enough. They cannot spend or borrow or tax enough. This is a policy of failure, and it will end in absolute and total devastation to our economy and moreover to you, because it won't be long, and you could see the trend of where our government is going. You will be forced to own one of these. They're going to allow you to have X amount of gas cars, and then you can't have them anymore. And if you're going to want another car, you're going to have to buy one of these because they can't sell. 2% of the market with all the hype and all the nonsense. This is the definition of corporatism. 312 642 5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Four days after this feeble fashion. Well, I said, drive it like you stole it, Joe. Drive it like you stole it. That's how you you operate. Four days after Biden vows to build 550,000 EV charging stations. Do you know what the cost of that is? And not a one of them exists because of the market. Not a one of them. Because if they did exist, they would already be there. I don't remember. Did the government build gas stations? I don't remember. Did the government build anything? And as you hear Joe Biden talk, he talks about investing in R&D. That is not the government's job. I mean, how much of this are you willing to accept? Or have we gone full-blown Fourth Reich? I mean, I know we've got the same slogan as they had, right? Build back better. Only with the German accent, it sounds a lot better. Because this is the irony, is that I listen to idiots call Trump a nationalist, a populist, a corporatist. And he may have talked the talk, but he didn't walk the walk. When, when push came to shove, a Trump policy would never have been accepted by the people. Because, by the way, I feel in, this is absolutely illegal. How in the hell can Joe Biden commit the American people to create an industry, invest in research and development, and pretend that we are not taking over the economy in the same fashion that pig Hugo Chavez wished he could? This is the same thing. You're doing it under the guise of better for society. They could care less about the lithium. They could care less about the electricity. They could care less about what is actually best for the environment. I got news for you. That's not the electric vehicle. It's worse for the environment. The best is diesel. Yet they don't want to talk about it. Same way they don't want to talk about nuclear. Same thing. This is about an agenda to squeeze capitalism out of America. Because this is anything but. It's, a, it's an atrocity and a disgrace. And if there were any lawyers out there or anybody who cared about what was right and what was wrong, they'd be talking about it. But instead, we're led by the butter-handed, feeble fascist stuck in his cubicle saying, go, Joe, go. Drive it like you stole it because you did. Ed in Midway. <laughs> Hi, Ed. God bless you. I think you sneezed when hey. I went to you. How are you? How you doing, buddy? Good. Hey, John, uh, you got a... Uh Proud union homes in front of your house? No, <laughs> no, you're not going to find one in front of my house. But you'll have to excuse me. I worked in three different unions. Three different unions I worked in. And I saw exactly what they are. And come on, brother. You know, you know as well as I do. Because you know, it's extortion. It's extortion. And the only reason unions exist is because they, they prey on politicians to prevent competition. Unions are a scam, brother. I don't mean the people who inhabit them are. 
But those guys who inhabit them know exactly what I mean. They're extorted for the dues. They're intimidated who to vote for. They only exist on regulations preventing competition. And by the way, when they started their jobs, they were taught how to go on break and not produce. Because they cannot compete in a competitive market. Sorry, just the way it is. And I don't care who likes it. Mario Elmwood Park. Sean, two things. How are they going to power up? Where are they going to get all the electric for for these electric cars? Coal? Of course. Where else does it come from? You know, the holes in the wall. When you talk to a Democrat, they think those are holes in the wall. They're magic holes. They could care less where the energy comes from. Put it in the magic holes. Number two, who needs to go 60 miles an hour in 4.1 seconds? Joe Biden does. You know, he was there for the first time a car could go over 40. He's excited about it because he was, you know, he, he helped the Wright brothers just turn the propeller, this idiot. Yeah. Right, stay on this. This is good stuff. Stay thanks, Mario. It. I appreciate it. Right. Steve on the south side. Hey, Sean. You kind of stole my thunder. I got two points. One, last week or the week before, Toyota actually came out and said that they're not going to produce any more electric cars because the electrical grids can't supply enough electricity for all these cars, that it would crash the grid. Toyota came out and said that. Did you know that that Toyota, with a 25% tariff long before Donald Trump came to office on pickup trucks, on all trucks, 25% tariff outsold American trucks and American products because of the demand. The people themselves, like me, I drive Toyotas. We're more happy to buy a Toyota because it didn't have the union-made problems in assemblage that the big three had. I mean, they cannot well, deal with I the competition even with forward. a tariff. Now, listen, to each their own, I Steve. To, I, I mean, I, I, I know. I know. I, know. But I, will, I don't think I'll do it anymore, to be honest with you. I have no problem switching brands now because Ford has basically sold us out. But, yeah, where, how are they going to replace all of this gasoline energy, petroleum energy, with electrical energy? It's, it's a mathematical equation. Ma- You've no. got all this energy with gas. Steve, socialism is, bait, is, is, is built on wishes and hopes and dreams. Their medicine, their witch it's doctor, a lie. witch doctors, witchcraft. It's a lie. So there are magic holes in the wall, Steve. It's all going to be utopia. It's just going to be real bumpy until we get here. If you're on the line, stay on the line. But I want to tell you something. My grandfather was the number one in Cook County Delco distributor, Delco Auto Parts. My grandfather, the first time I bought a foreign car, didn't want to talk to me. Until he took it for a ride, until he popped the hood, until he put it up on the rack and looked at everything. In 1976, that same grandfather, after reading the UAW new contract, threw it on the counter and said, that's it, it's over. Because it's better to be a worker than it is to be a stockholder, than it is to be an owner, than it is to be a dealer. This comes out at the same time we're looking at mechanics sitting on the side of the road. They're right now they're striking all across Illinois and probably all across the country. Yet they make $65 an hour, plus they get benefits on top of it. They want more. The union is socialist. And like all socialists, they're insatiable. You cannot give them enough. Because their very policies drive up the cost of everything and they can't keep up. It's a failed system followed by fools. But that explains why Joe Biden's in. Stay on the line. I'll be there right after this. See, I got a text message. Aren't you afraid? You know, buddy of mine, I, I have a tremendous amount of union friends and union guys that come in. Aren't you afraid to offend them? No, I'm not afraid to offend them because I'm telling them the truth. If that offends you. Guess what? You're living on a lie. Here, if unions were, were beneficial for the worker and not an extortion mafia, they would welcome competition, but yet they cannot exist where there is competition. They only really exist strongly in government. The lack of competition. Where else do they exist? Quasi-government companies like the big three. They're looking, they're doing everything they can to squeeze out competition, making it more expensive in taxation. The idea that Ford manufacturers and Ford truck and the UAW is comfortable Saying, hey, you over there who create a better product, I'm going to put a 25% tax on the consumer just as an extortion fee to buy your, your, your product in hopes that they won't. And they still do. You should, you should be so offended at your inadequacy, your inability to deliver a product that costs the consumer wants. You, you should have some shame on you. But instead, you're confident. You're exactly like the Democrat voter. You're exactly like the butter-handed loser who votes for Biden, knowing he's going to make the economy worse, but he doesn't care. He just wants it worse for everybody. He's not interested in winning. 
That's what a Democrat is. And now Joe Biden, my favorite part, I saved you, too, to listen to this idiot stammer throughout his his pump up of American competition. You're anything but competition. You're exactly what you've been for 50 years in politics, a political whore for sale. And you like things corrupt and murky because you can't live in a world of honesty. So I'm not bashing the individual workers, but the guys who I know join a union do it begrudgingly because they have to. Because that's how it exists on force, on intimidation. You want to work here, don't you? Then you join the union. You want to go to work? Then you cozy up to the business agent. You know how many guys I know that were shaken down by business agents? By the way, you should not question my, my past with it. I, I'm very well versed in how it actually works. Miles on 294. Hey, Sean, I've got a vague recollection that that expert that Biden was talking to from GM, Mary, got the job and it never worked in the auto industry. Never. She's a lawyer. And then after she gets the job, there was a scandal at GM because they didn't do a recall and a safety recall and people were killed. Exactly. There's no repercussions of it because they were an arm of the government. Exactly. So that's what you're getting with this government takeover at GM and all these things. If something happens to those electric cars, they'll cover it up. They won't, you won't be able to sue them for you know, killing you in the electric car if it catches fire. You know, Miles, our real problem is we've got a, a large portion of society there, economic illiterates, right? We've got a large portion of society that over the last year specifically, but over the last 15, arguably have been turned into welfare recipients, have been turned into people who are told that they're entitled to things and they sit on their couch and they're looking to expand more income for less work. So it's really no, 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 it's not a question as, as to how we got here. The question is, are the American people, the people who were built on, on freedom and capitalism and choice and their ability to have upward mobility economically, are they going to tolerate this? That's the real interesting question. And as this goes on, and I see the stupidity of the population around me, I have to say, yes, it is. And it's, we're looking at the American collapse, as far as I'm concerned. Thank you, Miles, for the you know, call. Sean? Yeah. All right. Oh, no, no. I, I want to hear. Say what you were going to say. They also said in that new stimulus bill, they're going to come up with a per-mile fee. They're going to study it for per-mile fee. So they'll tag us people using gas cars Correct. with the per-mile fee to force us into the damn uh, electric. Exactly, because it cannot exist without penalty. Look at what we have adopted as Americans. You know, the whole idea that we have, have, have been subject to this Rube Goldberg taxation, taxation system and said, that's not right. How in the hell could you tax single people more than you tax married people? Who in the hell is the government to give a benefit to love? But we've done it. I mean, really, we're, we're now Pavlov's dog, Miles. We're Pavlov's dogs. Thank you for the call. I got a full board, Miles. Don't be mad. Uh, Owen in Willowbrook. Hey, Sean. How you doing today? I'm a little hey, irritated. You, you know who, uh, you, you know who uh, uh, is real happy that they're going to be making a lot of electric cars? The oil industry, because it takes 100 barrels of oil to make an ion-lithium battery for a car. Not to mention and the lithium. How do you I'll get that? You that ain't easy. Huh? The lithium no, itself, you've got to destroy you know the earth. Who, you know who, and, and you know who went out and bought a lithium battery company? Let me the guess. Chinese Communist Party? Let me guess, let me His guess. crackhead son, Hunter. Yeah, that's His a crackhead good... crackhead son, Hunter, did. I'll tell you what, when you really do sit back for a minute... Oh, and, you know, I spent a lot of time in speculative industries and, you know, a lot of time. I said, you know, I made fun of this guy. I said, come on, what is he, an economic renaissance man? It just happens to be everything this kid goes into, boom, the government's right behind it to make sure they make profit. So maybe he's like Nostradamus. He's Nostradamus of the finance world. Smokes a little crack on the off time. He likes to fool around with young girls on the side, take videos of it. He has no teeth in his head. But man, oh, man, can he speculate on investments. Thank you, Owen. Have you had enough of this corruption, or are you thirsty for more? Bruce in Milwaukee. Yeah, Sean, when I heard that percentage, 50%, that right away was kind of like <laughs> the, 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 the percentage that made me think, where have I heard this before? Because now you're going to get 50% of the sheep and, and uh, out there that are going to follow this. They're gonna, people are going to buy these cars, and then there's going to be no use for gasoline cars. That nobody's going to be able to afford to make them, and they're going to be going to go away the dinosaur, and now... They're not doing this because of technology. They just want to have one lemonade stand, and that's it. Bruce, the idea that they can say something that outrageous, which when you really just think, sit back and think about it, it has 2% of the market. You're going to government orchestrate, mandate, make the people invest in a 50% market share. 
you're talking about you cannot break even for 400 years. You cannot pay back the people the money it's going to cost. It's going to be hundreds of years to break even. But it's the same thing with all of this green energy boondoggle. It doesn't work. It is, it, is, it is a trick, a lie, a carnival game. Problem is, Bruce, too many people are falling for it. And now you've got a bunch of kids that they've inundated with this BS for decades. I mean, brother, the good news is we're old. At least I am. And I could say I remember when, because that's exactly the point we're at. Thank you, Bruce, for the call. Thank you for listening. Frank, Crystal Lake. Hey, what's up, Sean? Love your show. Thank you, brother. Now, what I, what I took your call uh, is because I love what you got to say. Go ahead. <laughs> No, I'm a retired union carpenter, okay? Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you something. I'm 72 years old. When I started out, my apprenticeship in 1969, uh-huh. on the job site in America, all I seen was white guys and black guys working in the construction shop. Uh-huh. Many guys, laborers and stuff. Hard-working people from Sweden, Norway, Germany, Italy, you know, and stuff. These guys were, they, they all were tradesmen. I learned my craft from these guys. Mm-hmm. Back then, all of a sudden, in the 80s, some other people came in here. They were all, most of them were illegal now anyway. They ain't saying nothing. But the trades went the hell. Here's here's a fascinating no thing. No craftsmanship, no craftsmanship, no nothing, yeah. no. They don't even want to associate with the gringo. They only associate well, with themselves. But here's the thing, though, that you got to remember. As far as I'm concerned, the union hier- the union hierarchy, especially in the in the labor industries didn't deliver the product they could deliver because they were more interested in the skim. And you know exactly what I mean. The money that they cost the developers, the money that they cost the politician, the money that they took from the worker is what stagnated that industry. And it is the exact reason that outside of municipalities, bricklayers and electricians are making inflationally adjusted the same thing that they were making in 1972. And that's the actual stat. It is one of the only industries privately that never grew in pay because of the way in which the unions were just just gordos. They just took from everybody and they destroyed the idea that you could have that kind of competition and open the door up. And they should open the door up to competition. So I'm not against the competition, Frank. I think that it's time to let the market decide. Good. I'm glad you, you're a retired guy. I hope everything goes well. And, you know, I hope it worked out for you. I also think that had you not been restrained by unions, you too could have made more money in your actual income. Because what they don't want you to know is that the union prevents more guys from working than it actually puts to work. That's the scam, and that's how it works. And you got to pay to play. That's the scam that, of organized extortion mafias. Mike in Plano. Hey, Sean. I know you're not a fan of Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro, and I know you're not a populist, and that's cool and all. But uh, they've been talking a lot lately about the same stuff you've been talking about, the cronyism, the corruption, uh, especially the corruption on Wall Street. And they were saying something the other day. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Certainly the media is not going to report on it. But uh, I guess some uh, crooked people on Wall Street invested a bunch of public pension money into uh, Chinese tech companies, and President Xi basically pulled the rug out from under them, and they lost about $400 billion in public pension money, probably more. Um, Good. They, that might be a reason why these politicians are desperate to pass another Good, Mike, and, and, those, and, those pension, and those pensioners should have to suffer the consequences. See, that's called capitalism, and maybe they'd keep an eye out, maybe, on the corrupt investment bankers that are swindling them and then charging those pensions four and five times the cost of management that they should. You know, but here's the other thing, Mike. Here's why I reject it all. If it is a scheme, Mike, if it needs a special law to exist, a special subsidy to exist, it's no better than all socialism. So the reason that I reject populism and the reason that I reject so many of the policies that were being sold by, by the way, Democrats, who you named are all Democrats. Peter Navarro is a Democrat who ran for Democratic office four times, who also spoke at a Hillary Clinton fundraiser and convention. Did you know that? So the and as far as Steve Mnuchin was Barack Obama's largest money bundler. Guess where? Wall Street. So here's the thing. But here here's the thing, though, Mike, there is no scheme that built America. What built America is capitalism. It isn't populism. It isn't nationalism. It isn't socialism or Marxism. 
It's capitalism. What's being destroyed is freedom. Because the only economic system that has freedom is capitalism. Otherwise, you're just going to get virtue tyranny. And after living what you're living through right now, when the Fourth Reich is really putting it on, do you want more virtue tyranny? I don't. Thank you, Mike, for listening. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time. Scott, Joe, Craig, I'll get to all of you. I have to go to break. The kid Johnny Rocket is dancing around. I'll be back after this. The inflation rate. This is, you know, I've been wanting to say this. I read it a few days ago in the Wall Street Journal. There's a misnomer. See, the failures of corporatism and corruption and socialism get thrust upon capitalism. Right. That's why you get morons out there that blame capitalism. They don't even know what capitalism is. For instance, the last time we really practiced capitalism in this country, I mean, you have to go back to before the Depression, but specifically 1971, when I think one of the worst presidents, the biggest scumbag ever to hold office in the top five. There's really been tremendous amounts, but Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard. Here's what nobody wants you to know. Nobody. Inflation. From 1890, 1890, when Joe Biden was a little boy, from 1890 to 1971, the inflation rate in the nation was 1.09%. The inflation rate. After Joe, uh, or Richard Nixon, two idiots as far as I'm concerned, took us off the gold standard, the Federal Reserve started printing up money, Keynesianism was so steeped into our economy, we have been a hybrid socialist economy since the Depression. So now you got to listen to a bunch of idiots blame socialism as if it was cap or blame capitalism as if it was anything but bastardized by politicians. We don't even know what capitalism is anymore. Capitalism is mostly really represented, unfortunately, by the immigrant who is the threat to the union extortion mafia. The guy who came here 10 years ago from Eastern Europe, who maybe was a bricklayer, maybe was a plumber, maybe was a truck driver. Started with a little company, him and his wife taking notes. The next thing you know, he's got an empire. That's capitalism. Now, was he exploited? No, no, no. See, we're all exploited now. This, this bill, this tyrannical, despotic, fascist bill, this is exploiting the people to make a pretend industry that cannot exist and does not exist without phony printed money. John in Midlothian. Yeah, uh, I uh, I just wanted to point out, you know, I'm a banker and uh, I that's fine and all, but uh, I realize that you know after seeing how people make their money going to college through that system, which I think is a racket, I just learned to capitalism. I can agree with you there. Yeah, I just realized that capitalism is a new way of uh, being a slave. You're a slave of labor. You're not a slave working on, in the fields or anything, but you're you're beholden to your employer just like you might be to your government. So, you know, there are pros and cons of the capitalist uh, agenda. Really? I just wanted to so that. you're a banker, though, and you feel this way. If you don't mind me asking you, John, what's the 10-year yield today? I can tell you the five-year treasury. We deal with five-year money most of the time. Okay. And, and what kind of banker are you? Because uh, socialism, I do underwriting. socialism well, and we, doesn't have we, banking. I work, yeah, community banking, uh, multifamily investments and things like that. Mostly well, so let me ask you state. this. If you do mostly real estate, how do you feel about the CDC um, extending the foreclosure moratorium? I'm a landlord myself on a single-family home. I'm not a wealthy guy, but, yeah, it sucks. And there's no protections whatsoever. You do and realize you called, me, you called me up to, to bash capitalism, and you're a landlord no, and no, a no, 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 no. No, I, I didn't bash it. I just wanted to just preface by saying there's not all the freedom that's cracked up to be. There's still the well, you, of corporate employers. But, but, but there, the is freedom, there is freedom in capitalism. I'm not suggesting what we have here is capitalism. What we have here is corporatism, and we have the number two plank of the Marxist Communist Manifesto in a progressive tax, which also keeps the people down. Who's being exploited is the citizen by government, not people by capitalism. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. 
And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. Every story, we're combating the same common denominator, government, each and every one. See, that's, this is not supposed to be the case in this country. Government is supposed to be benign. It is supposed to be small. It is supposed to be who we turn to to protect us. Not the, what's the other word other than perpetrator? That harms us. Government has become the perpetrator. It is not who we turn to as a judge for defense or who we can, we can rely on law, even government law, even government law. I'm going to tell you a quick little story before I get into the tapes. Very good friend of mine is short and stout. He uh, is a salesman. Now he was the first guy from the neighborhood to be very successful down at the mercantile exchange. He was a broker and he's a capitalist. He had to reinvent himself over, over time. So he now has to go to car dealers throughout the, the state. And he, uh, he f- finances, he's in the finance of cars. I don't know. I don't, I don't even really know specifically what he does. And he's in the car dealer today. And, uh, you know, it's hard to have these views we have and be public with them. Because when you're dealing in a, in a city and a state that is inhibited mainly by Marxists and communists and fascists, Sometimes, you know, it, 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 it's hard to even have a conversation. So they're talking about COVID today. And my friend makes the observation of, you know, it appears that they are allowing infected, and he says illegal aliens, into our country that are spreading the virus at a, at a, at a more progressive rate than would naturally have happened had we had a secure border. This is what he says. There's a worker there with a mask on who happens to take offense of this because she is from a South American country. And she says, excuse me, they're undocumented. And I said to myself, boy, oh boy, maybe if they could only start to report the carjacking instances as undocumented used car buyers, we could stop hearing about how it's, their, their policies fail in the city. And the reality is we've got a problem that's working as designed. What's happening on the southern border is designed to happen. There is a reason the federal government is airlifting infected people to states they don't like. They're dropping infected illegal aliens in states they don't like. It's simple. There was a call. As you know, I, I, I go to Florida. I live in Florida. I go back and forth and back and forth. In Florida, months ago, Ron DeSantis on his own website says, listen, the federal government is bringing illegal aliens into the state and they're not being tested. Lo and behold, we have this instance that going on today and the virus and the Delta and the yada, yada, yada. The virus is doing everything it's designed to do except for the kill rate. It's got a very high survival rate. But other than that, it's doing what it is supposed to do. It is creating an instance where people are afraid. It is a fear campaign. It is why so many people turn to morons to let them know how to live. The idea that in this country, we are turning to politicians to tell us it's okay to go here and there. When we leave our house, when we drive our car, when we exercise our kids, it's, it's, it's beyond surreal to someone like me who believes in Americanism. To all the other people, the natural state of man, it appears, is to be a slave. So it makes sense. And as I look at the occasional Democrat I bump into, not only do I notice their uselessness and their soft, buttery hands, but they're willing to be that slave because they want to feel good about themselves and their own failures. And that's where we are today. So when you hear Joe Biden, who is supposed to be the president of the United States of America, the United States of America, when I hear him, Go after states that talk about Americanism and defend Americanism. And you hear him talk like what he really is, a two-bit corrupt political whore who's petty and small and for sale. It makes sense when you hear clips like this. DeSantis, who is using your words about don't be in the way, and he's saying, I am in the way to block too much. 
much interference from the federal government. Your response, Mr. President? Governor, don't. DeSantis. <laughs> Why is there yeah. any more? See, they thought he was making a joke. I say he forgot if he had pants on, the dementia-ridden scumbag that so many socialists, Marxists, losers, and welfare roaches voted for. I say it wasn't a joke. He really didn't know who he was talking about. That's just me, but I tend to lean towards the reality of what we're dealing with in this political whore and this party that they say is the American Democrat Party versus an Eastern European Soviet party, which is what I say they are. And I witness this because they need propaganda. They need lies. They need redacted data to sell you this slavery that unfortunately so many of our citizens are willing to jump into. So when I hear Pippi Liestocking, the American propagandist of all, tell me nonsense. Once in a while, it's refreshing when they admit, yes, in fact, we were airdropping infected illegal aliens into various states we didn't like. Well, that's what I heard. But she just admits that they were doing it. International travel policy. And that will be done through the prism of uh, providing consistent guidance, equitable guidance, digestible guidance. And there's a lot of confusion about what the restrictions are now. And you all have asked a lot of good questions about it because it feels inconsistent. And it is. Um, but that's what our focus is. So that uh, is, is certainly under strong consideration. But it is under a, um, a policy process review right now that I won't uh, get ahead of myself. Uh, as it relates to, I know there was also reporting about the vaccination of uh, migrants. That's not what the CBP is doing. There are NGOs and other international uh, organizations who are vaccinating uh, migrants uh, as they come across the border and as they work in partnership with us. Certainly that helps keep a range of people safe in the in the country. But do you think that it's keeping people safe in McAllen, Texas, where 7,000 COVID-positive migrants have been released into the city since February? 7,000 since February. McAllen, Texas bust in, flown in, imported by our government. The government that is supposed to protect McAllen, Texas. The very government that is supposed to do that. And instead, what have they done? Let's hear. In the last seven days. Well, I think it's important to note what's actually happening in McAllen. So there's actually been, uh, a, they signed a disaster declaration approved setting up a temporary emergency shelter to provide a space to create an isolated space to mitigate uh, this issue. And what happens is uh, DHS, and so the process of what happens, uh, the agency, one, we're continuing to enforce Title 42, uh, resulting first in the expulsion of the vast majority of those encountered at the border. Uh, we also, uh, CBP also provides migrants who can't be expelled under Title 42 uh, with PPE. They're required to wear the PPE. If any exhibit signs of illness in CBP uh, custody, they're referred to local health systems for appropriate testing, diagnosis, isolation, and treatment. And obviously there are steps taken as needed, as this is uh, certainly evidence of. I think we got to keep chugging. Okay, enough word games with communists. As you listen to them, I can't help but think about the call. Doesn't capitalism exploit the worker? Well, doesn't this type of government exploit the American citizen? As it gives a kind of virtue to the non-citizen to not only guarantee their paid-for existence, which is what it really is, and I wish we, if we can't call them illegal aliens, let's call them what they really hope that the government is, foot soldiers for the fascistic Marxists, in charge of government right now. That's what they are. They're future Democrats. So they bring them in and they put them in areas that aren't necessarily Democrat. Not necessarily friendly to this kind of fascism. And not only that, they're doing it when they're sick. So they value the illegal alien who is sick more than the Texan who is not sick, who is here, who has been here, who has been paying taxes. So when I say to you, it's working exactly as designed. Because now it'll spread the fear so that maybe those people that would have been resistant to all government lockdowns now say, well, everybody in the town looks to be sick. Lock us down. And then they creep even more into your life, even more into your business. They take away even more of your liberty and your capitalism and your freedom and your property. So it makes sense that eventually the CDC will be able to stop Uh, evicting people who don't pay rent just until we can get them on the government dole. And what about the landlord, even the one that uses the Marxist propaganda? Screw him, stupid landlord, bourgeoisie. 
In McAllen, Texas, city officials are placing migrants into a tent city that popped up overnight Wednesday after a local charity was overwhelmed. And officials there say the fed- Now, you know what's funny? They're putting them into a tent city. Yet in every Democrat mafia sewer and ghetto like Chicago and New York and New Jersey and L.A., we've got Americans that are absolutely homeless. They've got to have their own tents. In fact, the only laws they ever want to create are to lock them up in insane asylums or prisons. But yet, for the illegal alien who comes here with COVID, we're building tent cities. Eh, that's kind of funny. Have released 7,000 COVID positive migrants into the city since February. 1,500 of them just this week alone. 1,500 in a week. In Mission, Texas, for us. Hi, Bill. Sandra, good morning to you. Some breaking news for you. We just learned from the city of McAllen that that emergency tent compound they built houses COVID-positive illegal immigrants who have been released from federal custody. Take a look at this video uh, we shot yesterday after we got word that that compound was built. It was built literally overnight, Tuesday night, smack dab in the middle of McAllen. Again, housing COVID-positive illegal immigrants that Border Patrol dropped off in McAllen. The city says they had to do this because the feds have been releasing so many migrants into downtown McAllen, usually to that. Do you know how many people McAllen, Texas has in it? 141,000 people. They've dropped 8,000 off in two weeks, 1,500 in a week. You're telling me this isn't intentional? It's an accident? Who pays for this? You do. Who pays for all of it? You do. And uh, who exactly is in charge? A pandemic. The AH, the AA, NINH, and PI community, I stumble over myself here. But uh... Because you're feeble and useless and corrupt and disgusting. And you're a hair sniffer who's been accused of rape. So, by the way, I get people, why don't you talk about Cuomo? What, what do you mean talk about Cuomo? Why would I talk about Cuomo? We've got a vice president who's in office because she was the mistress of Willie Brown. If she wasn't the number one lunch date in the office, you wouldn't know her name. She'd be asking me if I want insurance on my rental car. That's who's in office. So she used it to get where she is. I got a president, apparently a president, in diapers. Not only that, he's got, what, 50 years of molesting women and children of sorts? So all of a sudden, that's going to be another scandal that Cuomo's in trouble. It's as big of a scandal as, hey, the Irish short-in-the-pants mafia run by Mike Madigan was also exploiting women who wanted jobs. Ooh, shocker. I don't want to waste a minute at it. I want to talk about exactly the kind of corruption, corporatism, socialism, Marxism, and fascism that is represented in a so-called Democrat party that is nothing more than a mafia. 312-642-5600. <laughs> can't think of better music for this next caller and you know i gotta tell you before we take them the irony of all ironies i am only here because hosts took my call it's the only reason i'm here the host that actually really took my call although the misconception is it's dan proft maybe later the original host that took my call i love him to death his name is bruce wolf Bruce Wolf, I can't help it, always loved him. He's the first one to make contact with me. He's the first one to make me feel good about calling in the radio stations. I primarily did it to yell at him because he didn't know what the hell oil was. (laughs) So I want to bring him on. Bruce Wolf, ladies and gentlemen, how are you, you handsome devil? Let's give it up for me. Hi, Sean. How are you? How's, How's everything going, kid? Okay, it's good. It's good. I guess I created a Frankenstein's monster here. Uh, In fact, it was heard. It was heard by I. I think it was Keith who said it. Um, don't create Godzilla and be mad when he smashes Tokyo. Exactly. <laughs> so you're against the Olympic Games. Oh yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So you are you are uh, by your own Twitter a legend, radio and TV legend. And That's from what, what I, I understand. What I understand, you have a new venture. Why don't you tell my listeners who are big Bruce Wolf fans what's going on? Now, of course, I'm so stupid that I don't know all the links and this and that, but I started a podcast. As a matter of fact, I just recorded, I just finished recording the first podcast, although there were some pilot episodes and one of them is out already. 
I guess if you go Bruce Wolf, YouTube, uh, whatever podcast, you, you'll find it. Although this one isn't going to be out until tomorrow. I interviewed, and please, before don't don't yell at me until I finish this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually interviewed Eric Zorn, the former Tribune columnist for this, yeah. this podcast today. And uh, go ahead. Now you can yell at me. No, he, I, I, listen, it's, it, this is your gig, <laughs> and I want you to have as much success as possible. What I like about you is, you know, people don't know this about you. You're a very bright guy. For a man who put all his, his IRA into Senka, you're actually a really bright guy. <laughs> so I'm kind of What's interested. I had yeah, nothing. I'm kind of already interested. a good drink. Sure, sure. It, it really took off. Good. I mean, who knew that K-Cups were going to revolutionize the world? I, I didn't know that. Actually, I got into I I made nice to Eric, but, you know, I'm kind of a crafty uh, SOB. I, then I basically blamed him for creating all the monster radicals that are, you talk about Frankenstein monsters, that, you know, you know the cancel culture, and you know how liberals get hoisted by their own petard on campus all the time. Well, Eric, actually, remember when the tragic death of this Adam Toledo, the 13-year-old kid who was shot by a cop? Yes, and the one who uh, had the gun and then threw it behind the fence and tried to say, not me? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so well, that's facts according to you, but we don't know <laughs> the exact facts. But there's a question about it, and uh, Eric... All he did was write a column saying that we should wait till we get all the facts before making judgment on this. And he was taken to task by a Northwestern journalism ethics professor who should be thrown out on his keister. I mean, I went to Northwestern uh, Medill School of Spin, and this guy actually didn't even want the facts to come out because that's how this is metastasized. In our society, where I mean, you know that even math has become racialized. Uh, yes. If, if somebody says one plus one isn't two, then it isn't. It yeah. depends who says it. I and think the it, even numbers are racist, and the odd ones aren't. If I, last I caught up, but but I haven't right. read. I don't read a lot of a lot of uh, pseudo intellectual Marxists, so I'm not very familiar with Eric Zorn. <laughs> um, but you know, I have a small tolerance for them because I realized many, many, many years ago that we are actually living in their failure they pretend is a success in Chicago, Illinois. And I remember going downtown to Chicago, and I actually used to enjoy driving through the ghetto because it reminded me of how, how to always respect the dollar and always take care of myself and my own self-pride. It's actually what kept me on the straight and narrow was that I used to take Madison Avenue straight to the Mercantile Exchange daily. And uh, now, of course, it's Madison Street, not Madison Avenue. You're a carpetbagger from New York. Exactly. What are you doing out here in Chicago? You're a New Yorker. Exactly. And then I worked at the South. That's right. And then I worked at the South Water Market, and I kept realizing, boy, oh boy, the neighborhoods with the most government assistance seem to be the worst ones. So I kind of put two and two together. The Eric Zorns of the world pretended that somehow they could build a utopia if they would ignore the actual ramifications and results of their policies. So now that he's living in it, I agree. And now that he gets canceled and now that he gets fired, I say right here, you got it where you deserve it, you putz. That's just me. So, well, of course, I, me, me being a bleeding heart conservative, which yeah. is an, you know, an oxymoron, uh, uh, well, you're compassionate conservatism, the George Bushism, I guess. Uh, you know, I feel sorry for people when they lose jobs. I know what it's like to lose a job. Yeah. And uh, they'll actually lose several of them. But, uh, but so I feel bad for him. He is actually a talented writer, but he's a liberal. I mean, there's no question about yeah. it. And it, it takes 17, of it'll so take 17 to him of him and an ethics class to equal one John Cass on his worst day. But I'm still going to listen to it because <laughs> Bruce Wolf is on it. I'm going to ask my audience to listen to it because Bruce Wolf is on it. Now, it's no wonder you don't have a marketing company because from what you said, I can only look at it on, on the evil Google machine. I, I do Bruce Wolf YouTube podcast or what do I do? Look at it. It's like I asked him calculus right there. He doesn't have a clue. I, I you know, I, I missed the last part. I, I cut out and uh, I'm driving huh. a cheap car, I guess. Yeah, it's the car. Uh, the, uh, Could be yeah, all that hairspray is no, interrupting I mean, the signal. Got, <laughs> the, I, there's only one that uh, we did a pilot episode with Mike North, and that was a lot of fun. And that's the only one that's out there right now. But the Eric Zorn one isn't even coming out till tomorrow. All right, so, so I don't know what the attention span of your listeners uh, is, but uh, it would be nice. If longer than the host. Somehow, and I, you know, 
All right. Well, listen, I'm going to have it on, and I'll tell you what, Bruce, I mean this. When you have a big one, when you land a big one, you want to come back on and promote it, I'll, anything I can to help Uncle Brucey, because if it wasn't for you, it wouldn't be me. Right? So thank you. How's it you. going? How do you like it? How do you like you it? You know, here's you the thing. I, hour, I so. love it. I love it. I love doing it. And uh, because, you know, it, this is, and you know this, this is how I am all the time. I can't stand bullies. I can't stand gangsters. I can't stand socialists, communists, Marxists. So in other words, I can't stand Democrats. And now it's actually worked out quite well. So I love it. It's great. That's great. I mean, it's great because, yeah, I, I can uh, attest that you are the same off the air in your cigar store, uh, on the street, whatever, yeah. as you are on the air. Well, so, thank you. Uh, you're genuine. I, I prefer to be a fake, but uh, that's me. Well, that's why you I'm continue to pretend it's 1965 and your hair is really black. Thank you so much for calling. <laughs> I love you. I appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much, John. We'll, be, we'll be back later after this. So Johnny Rocket's got to go uh, play the piano tomorrow. So this music is going to go down significantly. So as you know, I think he's the best in the music business. No question about it. Jesse and Hammond, thank you for holding. Hi, Jesse. Hey, Sean. How's it going? Good, buddy. How's it going? Hey, uh, I'm kind of pissed off at the churches that are down in Texas uh, aiding and abetting these illegals that are down there. By putting them up in hotels, the Catholic them, churches, yeah. giving them bus fares, yeah, and the because I'm Catholic, and and I don't I don't approve of that at all. You know, if if me and everybody here are going to pay taxes to to, to uh, aid and abet these people, these illegals coming in, well, then the Catholic churches need to start getting tax exemptions that they have yanked. Oh yeah, so and here's here's the thing. You know, I was baptized Catholic. I denounced Catholicism when I was in high school, mm-hmm. in a Catholic school. Um, but here's the thing: they, um, they, you, you've got it. The worst case, Catholics have it. The worst case, right? Because we pay the taxes, and then if we listen to what the the dogma is, we also give a percentage of our income. Then there are some of us who pay tuition, so we then have that money used against us constantly. It's used against mm-hmm. us from the government. It's used against us from the church. But this is a loaded question for me, Jesse, and I'm going to tell you why. I have a terrible flaw. And that flaw is this. I either could care less about people so I don't care enough to lie to them or I care too much about people and I cannot lie to them. But in this case, I cannot lie to you. And I'll tell you why I think the Catholic Church is a disgrace. Number one, it is not just because it allows um, people to hide under religion like Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, who are rabid rabid abortionists and, and promoters of the baby slaughter, the American genocide, and, and the worst evil in humanity that I see. They want people to pay for it. There's, they pretend, and every time they run, oh, they're Catholic. They're drunken, scum, political whores who, if their mother was standing on a nickel, would hit them in the face with a shovel. That's what they are. But they and, and Catholics say, oh, they're not going to they're not going to govern poorly. They're Catholic. And then here we are. And then you send your kids to Catholic school and you realize that they're promoting socialism. Number one. Number two, they're promoting pro-choice agenda. Right. That's just the way it is. And yeah. number three, yeah. they're telling your kids, your parent. I live through this. I'm talking to you from experience. Your parents have an antiquated system and belief structure. Don't listen to them. They're out of touch because they have a socialist open. I would even go so far as to say communist pope sitting in charge right now. And I guess he's infallible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even go for the reality of when <laughs> I found it to be disgusting. They had an underground railroad operation for pedophiles who in a system that was governed by God. Anybody who harms a kid, they would have done a lot worse than move them to a different town so they could hurt all their kids. So to me, I gave the Catholic Church my last dollar when my kid graduated. And Jesse, they should be ashamed of themselves. But here's the thing about the Catholic hierarchy. They have no shame, which is why their pope walks around with little gold shoes and has widows eat cat food to give them money. They're no better than the southern swindler flying around in Lear jets as he robs those old people. So that's my two cents on that. And that explains why they're paying hotel fees so that the illegal alien who's sick can come into the country and affect it because that's what this pope believes. So thank you very much, Jesse. See, it's a flaw. I can't help it. Teresa, how are you? 
Good, good, Sean. Hi. Um, you know, I have a question. Maybe you can help me out with this because I, I really can't figure Boy, it out. Boy, my mother-in-law is going to be mad at me right there. Boy, I irritate. So here, I got family members who, my father-in-law worked in the unions. My mother-in-law is a devout Catholic. I'm not even going to be able to see him for the next two weeks, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Catholic too, so I got I it. am, I and that's it. why I'm so irritated about it. I'm so irritated because you've been too. you've been working against the the bulk of your Catholic organization. You've been having special interest and you've been robbing them in the name of this nonsense. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but go ahead. It is okay. Um, okay, my original question. <laughs> um, you know what does Kamala Harris do anyway? I mean, you know, she has the title of vice president. But what does she do? She's waiting she for do? somebody to say, come to their senses and say, let's get this moron in diapers the hell out of the most powerful office in the world. She's just waiting for the day over. that this moron doesn't show up to work. That's all. And hey, yeah. listen, yeah. I, I, I tell you what, she's an inspiration for every office mistress around the world. I love it. I think she really worked her way up the way a Democrat knows how to. <laughs> They're screwing somebody. Thank I you, Teresa. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Frank in Arlington Heights. Hey Sean, yeah, I was a Catholic. I'm a Catholic too. I uh, grew up in the post-Vatican environment, and this whole thing where the Catholic Church, out of you heard, they ended completely the Latin Mass. The the communist Pope. It bothers me. It, by the way, I have to say, it bothers me to to have the the opinion I have, but I've earned it. I've witnessed it, and I refuse to put my judgment on the side. The way in which they insist their parishioners do. The first thing they tell their parishioners: don't judge. I mean, how could, you know, after that thing with the molestation, I mean, it was, it, come on, it's worldwide what was going on. Are you out of your mind? And all you did is pay these kids off? You think you fixed something? I want to see popes imprisoned, priests imprisoned, anybody who knew about it. Put them in jail like the scum they are. But go ahead. Well, I mean, the, the, the church is just so, it just spits in the face of its inheritance with, with this, with, with, with this uh, getting rid of the Latin mass. And it's always been against modernity. That's why I think it embraces post-modernity, because it has not done well um, in this time since the Industrial Revolution, since capitalism uh, became such a powerful. You know, it's an interesting point. It's 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 an interesting point. And the reality is, how how about the people out there who have had their their uh, their parents or their 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 relatives give everything to the Catholic Church? Everything. I mean, there are people out there that give significant money to the Catholic Church and they send it off to the Vatican, which, by the way, what's the what's the wealth of the Vatican Bank? I mean, does anybody really know? You're talking about trillions of dollars. And yet here they are putting guilt on on people who cannot afford to give money to give money because it's what God would want as they endorse politicians whose biggest policy is to murder babies. Seems to be an awful conflict to me. 312-642-5600. Thanks, Frank, for the call. We'll be back after this. Ah, us for last, he says. You'll have to forgive me. I'm a terrible slave. I'm always going to be a terrible slave. I never liked the whole sales pitch about Catholicism. Never once. God loves me. But if I don't uh, give him 10% of the money or if I don't talk to the priest and confess my sins, I'm going to burn in hell for eternity. Oh, gee, all right. It seems so. I owe money and uh, I got I to talk to this guy who's looking at me the way I used to look at my Farrah Fawcett poster. I don't like it. I just don't like it. It was me. It's always questioning things. I'm a terrible slave, and I never, ever believe anybody who tells me not to use my judgment. You, that's the only thing God gave you is judgment. Use it. Stay away from people you don't like. Stay away from liars and frauds. Imagine how much better the whole in America, forget about it, the world would be. Not just America. The idea that this institution lets communists, socialists, Marxists, and abortionists hide behind it as if we're supposed to say, oh, it's a Catholic. Imagine how much better off it would be if it just denounced the kind of people like Joe Scumbag Diapers Biden or Nancy Pelosi, the inside trading multi-multi-millionaire who's done nothing but lies every time she opens her mouth. Uh, Rich on the north side. Uh, you know what, Sean, I agree with you 110%. I'll tell you what, this guy by far, the Pope that we have, is the most liberal Pope. He's communist. Which is, He's a communist. He's an all right communist. And, you know, you, in his silver you know, shirt and his gold slippers. And I, I, it's pathetic. How can you be Catholic and, and uh, explain what he's, what he's done? It's, it's now, here's tragic. the thing. I'm going to tell you. I had, a, I had a teacher, a religion teacher in high school. His name was Bob. 
um, Collins. And uh, he was the best guy in the world. He did, literally saved my life. I mean, he, he would he would discuss philosophy and religion with me and we would go back and forth. And I I did not go to a Catholic grade school. So I went to um CC- I went to CCD, that. right? So I had to make my confirmation in high school. And I said, I don't feel good about oh, this. Catechism. Yeah, I said, I don't feel good about this. He told me, look, if you don't want to do it, if you have a problem with it, don't do it. Use your judgment. Use your reason. If it doesn't make sense to you, don't buy it. Now, this was a guy in a Catholic school system, but 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 then it was different. They promoted thought. They promoted an idea that you would live by a principle, by a fundamental. They and and Catholics like him reject this communist. And they should speak out against them constantly. And the idea that the church itself is allowing politicians to use it as a shield to avoid the fact that they're corrupt scum like Biden and Pelosi sickens me. Thank you, Rich, for the call. Marie, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Hi, Sean. Can you hear me? I can hear you beautifully. Hi. Um, I, there are several of us that believe that the man who is being called Pope right now is a false prophet. Um, I think they all are. I, what do you think of that? I, I think truly, they all are. The, well, the no, whole idea I, that we're I, believed to, that they, they speak for God. Well, I mean, what you want to talk about a conspiracy theory. We should save that for Monday. Well, I still truly believe that uh, Benedict Sixteenth was um, at least the last uh, truly... Uh, Validly because he had a he had a philosophy he had a philosophy but, um, that was that was aligned with yours aligned with freedom aligned right, with capitalism right and that's uh, of course he wanted so the ten percent too those of us on the good so, well I don't give ten percent nobody comes and asks me for it but um <laughs> but but Sean no there are those of us that we're trying to be as faithful and as true as we can to the faith and um. I have respect for you. I can disrespect the institution and respect the people. Right. See, that's the thing right. you have to understand. That's the same thing with unions. I can respect the worker and disrespect the scam. You can do that. Those two things can live in the same place. I can. I, I mean, that's how everything should be viewed at. The, the people are different from the body. The body is what's corrupt. The body is what's worth trillions and trillions of dollars as it extorts parishioners. Right. So that's what I reject. So I, Marie, I love you. Can't stand the Vatican. What do you think of that? Uh, Mary Naperville. Hi, Mary. Got about 25 seconds. Okay, Sean, uh, real quick. So uh, we saw the scam with uh, Catholic charities. I was raised Catholic, too. Um, The last uh, dollar we gave was when my husband and I got married in Catholic church. Long story short, with charities, and uh, we looked up then yeah. when we found out about it, is the Roman Catholic Church took more than $3 billion of tax-funded government aid as part of the Paycheck Protection Program. How do you like that? <laughs> Mary, don't question it or you'll burn in hell. Ridiculous. Sorry. Talked about all the things you're not supposed to talk about today. And just think, 22 hours, we'll do it again tomorrow. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.